Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. And welcome to Shouts of Grace. This is Pastor Keith here with Pastor Steve Pearson. Uh, last two episodes, we had a great conversation with Pastor Robert Marshall from Risen Life Church uh, in Holiday, Utah. What a great uh, just way to start the new year in dealing with the hurts of the past and dealing with mm. the offenses that have been um, given to us, even the offenses that we've committed against others. And uh, what just what a, honestly, for me, it was it was very just healing and, and refreshing and, and really focuses on, you know, receiving the forgiveness and the love that God's given to us and, and realizing that we've been created to be a conduit for that to other people. And and so if you missed that, if you're listening today and you missed those two episodes, go to shoutsofgraceradio.com and there'll be the two latest uh, episodes uh, of, uh, of Shouts of Grace right there at shoutsofgraceradio.com. Well, Pastor Steve, it is, uh, it, it is a new year and it's also one year anniversary of Redemption Hill Church, mm-hmm. uh, a new church plant in in the Eagle Mountain, Saratoga Springs area where um, God put it on your heart along with others to plant there. And then uh, God led us and our family and, and actually our church planting team uh, to come mm-hmm. alongside of you guys and, and to eventually be uh, sent out by you. And, and the Lord just did a cool work in us through that process, and we're mm-hmm. serving together, and we plan to be with Redemption Hill Church and uh, for a while. But um, one year. Look what God has done. Isn't that amazing just to see uh, the miracle of of how he builds a church? Amen. And I'm wondering at what point, at what point do we, um, is it not called a new church anymore? <laughs> is it, is it, is it, is there like an official, official number? Is it like two years or three years or right. whatever? Um, but it is new. Um, it's very new. And as you alluded to, um, every, every time somebody uh, God sends another leader, it just becomes evident that we're very much in the initial building processes of yeah. that. Um, and so, um, yeah, this Tuesday will be, um, will be the actual date, uh, the one year and this weekend is, is it. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, God has, God has done a, just a, an amazing thing, stretching me and my family. Yeah. Um, and as well as, uh, pastor Chris and his family and, and a couple other families that came along with us. And so, um, you know, one of the things back, back, um, gosh, probably 15 years ago when I was in California, um, well, it was even longer than that. It was right when, right after I got saved, I was, it was it's probably been 23 years. I was at a home study, a college home study in California. I was a young, a young kid, like, you know, 22, 23 years old. And I just remember, um, being really new to Christianity and I just experienced my first harvest crusade with Greg Laurie. Um, and, and then we were doing this, um, this, this, um, this Bible study at these people's house and, and there was probably about 19, you know, 20 college students that were there. And this guy kind of gave me my first opportunity to teach, you know, and, and, and I would just have visions and dreams of it growing so big that we were building platforms over their pool and we were setting, you know, we were setting chairs out and it just, <laughs> and, and what happened was amazing. It tanked. Under my leadership, it tanked. It just, I watched it go from like 22 people to 19 to eight. Finally, right around six people, 
I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm a terrible leader, right? I'm 22 years old. I don't know anything. And I remember one night, Keith, we were sitting on the porch um, in the man's house. So we were at, his name was John. Um, we were talking and the Lord showed up personally. And I was having a hard time putting together studies for six people. Oh my gosh, I've ruined this. And the Lord showed up. And, and I remember it, short, short of it just being very clear and audible, which it wasn't. But God said, listen, if you are not able to minister to six people in the way that you would 300 people, then mm. you are in this for the wrong reasons. And then these words rung across my brain. They are my sheep, not yours. Mm. And and I've always remembered that. I, I've, I've always remembered that for 24 years. And so, but on that day, God put it on my heart that, that he would, he would have me pastor a church one day, but that was 24 years. 23, 24 years before that would actually come to fruition in Redemption Hill. And, and, and one of the things um, in, in Habakkuk chapter two, um, this, this, this verse in, uh, in verse two, it says, and the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it for still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. And 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 certainly in in the context, he's speaking there of 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 a wicked Assyrian you know rule that that would come to an end by Babylon ultimately judging them. But but there's a concept there, there, there's a spiritual concept in that that I really like, and that is when God gives a vision, sometimes it lingers. And sometimes you have to wait for it. Oftentimes you have to wait for it, right. but don't lose heart in the process of it. And so really, Keith, that, that there was a 23-year period of having to wait on a vision that I believe God gave us that finally found its, its, its fulfillment in Redemption Hill. It is neat how God will give uh, men and women a vision for something in their life. And it kind of it ends up being one of those things that just nags you yes. for a while. And, and you wonder if, if something's missing. You're wondering if you're missing out on something. You're like, mm. you know, God, what am I not doing right? Because this hasn't lined up. I thought you gave me this vision. And it and and I love I love that passage because it talks about the patience mm. of waiting on a vision. And 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 in the meantime, there's still things that God has called us to do. Yes. And obviously you've been in pastoral ministry since then, um, as have I, you know, over the years. And 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 there's still things I think we're waiting for, right? Yes. And and yet God gives us vision to show us that He's always got something more. Mm. He's He's doing something now, but He always has something more. There's something just over the horizon where we're going to see a, a greater view of God's glory on this earth. And uh, and part of that is just having you know a kingdom vision mm. um, it, as a mindset for our life as well as as for ministry. Um, so you know just maybe just kind of a brief history when 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 all of this began to cultivate in your heart that um, you guys were going to be planting a church, uh, you know, Redemption Hill Church there in the Eagle Mountain, Saratoga Springs area, you know, what, how, how did God kind of lead you in that direction? You know, was it circumstantial? Was it bringing to memory some of these things from years before? Was it new things? I mean, what, how did, how did you see this unfold? And well, that's a great question because, you know, we have, oftentimes we put together a scenario of how things will go in our mind. Right. Mm -hmm. And, 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 you know, the reality is it, it didn't happen the way I had thought, you know, and, and God is sovereign. God is able to do what he wants. And, and God put me, um, in, in a place, in a position where I was helpless. 
And and I'll be honest, as as I was aging and I wasn't seeing this thing come to fruition, here were the dark thoughts that were coming mm-hmm. to my mind. You're too old. You're not seeing anything. The avenue by which you thought you were going to plant this church no longer exists. And and all these dark thoughts. And, and then I just remember, you know, those words that 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 came to Joe, who is this that darkens counsel? You know, I, I don't know the plan of God. And so what happened is God brought me to a place of desperation. And really it was, Lord, if if, if you're done with me, then you're done with me. Um, l- l- let's go home. Let's mm-hmm. we're, we're done. Let's sew this thing up. Right. And, and at that point, I think the Lord started moving upon my heart and started moving upon my wife's heart, a couple of other people who are friends of ours. And, and we all realized that God wanted to move in northern Utah County, um, particularly Eagle Mountain and Saratoga Springs area. And so um, it was just through a, through a con- confirmation through friends coming and saying, hey, when are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? I wasn't asking for it. Mm-hmm. And, and it just became clear. And then one day I was driving over the hill um, and, and I was looking out over the whole area and I just thought, man, what a what a great name for a church, Redemption Hill. I get home, I don't say anything. We're around the dinner table, and my wife says, "Hey, I got a cool name for a church this uh, th- th- this morning." When I woke up, I said, "What's that?" She goes, "Redemption Hill," and I just thought, "Wow, you know, the, the Lord the, the Lord is speaking to us individually, wow. right?" And then what happened, Keith? Was you know, here's the thing: is whenever you think you know you're hearing something from the Lord. Um, there are times when God will call you to step out and by yourself and right. just trust him, right? right? And that's a that's a horrifying thought, right? But but then as you do that, God will start to bring people around you to confirm that. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's a very that that's that, that's a very liberating thought. Yes, it is. You know, it's like, okay, I'm not the only one seeing this. And and as that started to happen, what we started to realize is that more and more people were wanting this. And right. and so, you know, it just kind of it, it kind of started with a step of faith, a confirmation on God's end. And and then to be honest with you, you know, um we, we started started the church a year ago and we started praying, Lord, we've got some misses pieces to this puzzle here. If if you're in this, how about how about throwing us something here, mm-hmm. right? And and lo and behold, you come into our lives, and your family comes into our lives, and your team comes into our lives. And and at first, you know, we were all, we were talking about this, you know, a few months back, right? right. Like, well, he's going to plant a church, so we're going to send him out. But there was this internal reluctance because yeah. we wanted to hold yeah. on to you guys because of how valuable you were. And then the Lord spoke to you guys, and and so each each piece and each step had this confirming move on God's side mm-hmm. that made it clear I'm in this. Yes, yes. You know, one of the things that we've both learned. In our life experience following the Lord is that God will give you a vision and then he will begin to supply people to support Amen. your vision, to encourage the vision, to share the vision. And then he brings along the resources too, to accomplish that vision. If you were to boil down the vision of Redemption Hill Church, which I know just based on our conversations is, is just more of a vision of what a healthy biblical church looks like. How would you summarize the vision of Redemption Hill Church and how that kind of translates into church as a whole? The vision and how we accomplish that vision. The vision is um, basically to know, um, to grow, and to go. So, so we want people to know God personally. We don't believe God is found in the four walls of a church. We don't believe He's found through through religious confinement. We believe mm-hmm. He's a personal relationship with Christ. But then, once they come to Redemption Hill and they and they gain that relationship, then we want them. Um, after they know God personally, to grow in the Lord and to grow with others. And and then once that takes place, then of course we want them to go. We want them to go and, and, and share their faith and, and, mm-hmm. and repeat the process. 
how we chose how we've chosen to do that it certainly isn't the only way but we've chosen to implement that through team and through team ministry and what we realize is god has gifted everybody and some people have been gifted greater than others and it's incumbent upon us as leaders in the church to find those people that are better at something else than we are and assemble a world-class team for mm. the purpose of 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 that vision and so right. that's that's kind of what we've what what platform we've decided to go with and we've been able to see that in in the formation of an eldership, uh, several pastors, you, myself, Pastor Chris, um, sharing the vision and saying, you know, n- not a single one of us can accomplish this on our own. We have to do this together. And we see a biblical model uh, for teams of elders shepherding the sheep and teaching and loving the, the people of God and recognizing that they're God's, they're God's people, they're That's God's right. sheep, not our sheep. Um, and but then also recognizing that the church has been gifted. People who right. are in the church, God's given gifts to everyone in order to uh, edify the saints, you know, to build them up, to equip them, and then to be a part of empowering and sending uh, people out into the world, whether that's, you know, through evangelism, whether that's through missions work and, and community outreach, or even something we're very intentional about, and that is uh, church planting. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airways with good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. So as we talk about the vision for a church, um, you know, we're praying through and processing and working out uh, a practical vision to help people know Christ, to grow uh, in community and to grow as disciples of Christ together with other believers, and then to go into the world and make an impact. Um, how does this translate to just healthy church culture you know like how 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 do we see for example just in our own communities there's there's multiple christian churches right. um and in every every community here in utah valley across the state of utah across the world you know united states um you've got uh many churches and a lot of times you almost you almost see uh, or churches can be seen as like in competition with each other yes um as if uh as if one has to outdo the other, you know, how, how, how do we move past that? How do we, how do we begin to see um, God's church is bigger than just our local church? How do do we gain that kingdom vision for God's church? Well, I'll tell you, that's an excellent, excellent question, Keith. And I'll tell you this, when you have a mindset of competition within the church, what oftentimes surrounds that is a misunderstanding of what the bigger vision is of the church. And that is not shuffling people from one church to the next. It's not, you know, grabbing some Christians from over here and bring them over to my church because now we're successful. If I were to say that I'm in competition with another church to see how many of us can win unsaved people, that's a great competition because mm-hmm. in, in, in not, not in a carnal sense, but right. what, what we're saying is, our target is people that don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know what? The more you get, the better it is for the kingdom. That's you know? right. and, and so when we start you know, getting out of this mindset that, that we're kind of 
in this for ourselves, and this is why the team the team philosophy for me just makes sense is because it does hold me accountable and it does you know take this this modern platform that does exist in a lot of churches where where the superstar pastor is perhaps raised up as the single figure everyone's looking to them right and 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 rather than creating something where where that's exalted we're exalting the lord jesus christ so so my desire is Keith, you would be successful in everything that God puts your hands to. And my prayer is that when when you decide, if you decide at some point to go and to plant a church or people that would come through Redemption Hill that want to go plant a church, I pray that it would be said of them, they have slain their 10,000s when I've only slain my thousands. Mm. I would pray that that type, of, that type of exaltation of the work of God would be manifested and the whole church could glorify on it in, in, in it, right? right? Rather than this this centeredness that's it's it's unfortunate that it does exist, you know. And and I think sometimes it's unrecognized where it exists in churches, and people are focusing on the person and the man, you know. And 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 and, and when you have that type of a culture, let's be honest, you know, it is going to rob glory from God. That's right. And, and God's word would say He doesn't share His glory with another. And so churches that emphasize the glory of God through the exaltation of Jesus Christ being manifested through the gifts of the team seem to have a little bit better of a footing when it comes to that specific thing. Right. So, And it's not to put down the significance that of how God works through a personality like not a pastor, but it is coming back to the basics of coming uh, to grips with what Jesus asked Peter, and I think he asks us too. He asks all of his disciples, and Peter answered. He says, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, well, you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. That's right. And Jesus said, it's upon that confession I'm going to build my church. What, what confession? That Jesus is what the church is about, that that he is the he is the Savior. He is the one who died for the sins of humanity. He is the one that that gives gifts to the church of pastors and teachers and evangelists and apostles and prophets. He's the one that equips by his Holy Spirit every believer in Christ with authority, with with uh, wisdom, with an anointing to to further the work of the kingdom. It's Jesus. It's Jesus right. that brings all of this together. And yes, God uses men and women uh, in more high profile than others. And you know what? That's okay as long as yes. Jesus Christ is elevated, as long as Jesus is, is, is the one that's glorified. So when we look around at what makes for a healthy church. You know, we would definitely say, if you don't have a home church, we would love it if you came and visited Redemption <laughs> Hill and see what we're all about. That's but right. we also recognize and we appreciate the fact that there's multiple churches in every community That's right. all across this country where the name of Christ is lifted up, where the Word of God is preached with clarity, with grace, with truth, and and where people's lives are changed and empowered to be all that they can be as followers of Jesus Christ. And so we want to encourage you that that whatever your perspective is on church, embrace the bigger vision of God's That's right. church. That's right, Keith. And I and I would add to that too. You know, the, the, those those churches that do have those personalities, you know, those those real, you know, elevated personalities, to your point, they aren't bad. In fact, many of those people have the structure we're talking about in place. Even though mm-hmm. God has lifted up their personality, they have a very strong team right. mentality and and they are they are the they are the Pauls that are able to leave Titus 
in Crete for the establishment of the elders. They're able to leave team members in places, you know, and, hey, I'm sending Timothy to you. You know, there's no other person like him. I mean, those type of guys invest in people and and they have people that that basically they can hand off and say, man, this guy is is as good as anything that Mm -hmm. that, that you'll have. And so, um, but to your point, you know, I do believe with all my heart that that the body of Christ is what we should be building. Yes. And if we build the body as church planters, you and I, God will take care of the church, the four walls of the church of Redemption Hill. Mm-hmm. If we're if we're if we're focused on a bigger thing, right? And 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 I'll tell you this, you know, to kind of go along with the heart we're talking about, let's say let's say a person, you know, lives in in, you know, let's say they live in Provo or they live in Orem, right? Um, I would encourage them, you know, and I'm not saying you don't have to drive out, you know, to Redemption Hill or something, but this is our heart. If if there's a church plant that's close to your house and you can contribute to that, go. Right. You know what I mean? Go and help them out and help them become more established because the more the kingdom is established in these churches, the greater effect we have as a whole. Mm. We're not trying to build a mega church and tell everybody, hey, come to northern Utah County so we can have, you know, 3,000, 4,000 people. We're not interested in that. We're interested in taking those three or 4,000 people and putting them in 15 different churches that's throughout right. the valley. That's right. And that's building the kingdom of God. Yeah, I think one of the things I've come to appreciate, I'm going to brag a little bit here on Mike and Heather uh, Zander of (laughs) Key Radio, is that one of the core values of Key Radio is to support and minister to the local church. And and if I think if more churches adopted that mentality that God has given us a trust as a ministry, whether you are a physical, you know, local church or whether you're a parachurch ministry, you know, or if you're a church planter, maybe you're listening to this and you want to plant a church one day, you know, see your role as a follower of Christ and specifically as a leader in God's church work, his kingdom work, excuse me, uh, church work, I guess, yeah, church work, <laughs> and kingdom work, is to see God's church built up. Like, right. like God loves his church. Jesus died for his church, Amen. right? So we should be giving our lives in every way. And yes, it's important to commit, I believe, to a local congregation in a community that God puts on your heart to be a part of. But we also cannot give in to that competitive spirit that sees us somehow That's needing right. to outdo another church in order to prove our own success, our own value. And so, you know, like Key Radio does, like so many churches we've been privileged to be a part of, you know, believe in what God's doing in the local church and make that part of your value system is to build up the local church. That's right. And and, and I'll say this too. There is only one church. Yes. Um, and it's, and it's every born again believer that resides in different denominations that have been sealed with the Holy spirit. That is the one church. There mm-hmm. is no one true church on the earth except for the church of Jesus Christ, which he has built in heaven. That's right. That that is it, right? And so um in that church there's diversity. In that church there's there's nagging. In that yeah, church sure. there's all this stuff. But at the end of the day, we all belong to the body of Christ and there is unity in yeah. that. And so that's that's super important, you know. And, and and I would and I would, you know, turn this over to you, Keith, as as we close and I would say this, you know, Matt, Matthew nine twenty nine became really the the that core thing for for me as we stepped out and it says according to your faith let it be to you Hmm. and and that has really become my life verse i do not believe that when it comes to church planting or impacting a valley for christ it can be done any other way other than through faith and according to that faith god would say let it be done to you and so that's our heart and that's our legacy as followers of christ is there's so many people 
who didn't have it all figured out, you know, that God gave them a, a, a piece of a vision, just like you said with, you know, Habakkuk too, you know, write it down, write down even what you can see, because the big picture is in God's hands. God sees right. the beginning from the end, and he, he has a plan for us. Like, we are called to take steps of faith, we are called to make some plans, but it is the Lord that orders the steps, it's the Lord that or- opens the doors, mm-hmm. it is because it's his work. And we get this privilege of being a part of it, you know, through, through ministry, through sharing of the gospel, um, and just being followers of Jesus in everyday life, right? Not just Sunday. Like it, what matters as, as a Christian is how will I follow Christ faithfully at home and at school and at work and in our daily walk. So boy, what a great conversation. Yeah, Um, that was quick. (laughs) Yeah, it was quick. Went by really fast. And uh, we thank you so much for joining us here on Shouts of Grace Radio. Uh, If we can uh, minister to you any further than just this broadcast, would you visit shoutsofgraceradio.com and get in touch with us there? You can also listen to previous episodes. Uh, Well, Pastor Steve, that's all we have for today. Till next time, brother. Till next time. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. Practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. That's shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastors Steve and Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church located in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.